The Koi Gig Pod on Off The Ball. I'm grimacing because it was such an opportunity. Possession-wise, I thought they were good, but they didn't have the cutting edge and they don't have Sam Kerr. Subscribe to the feed in the OTB Sports app now. The Koi Gig Pod on Off The Ball. I'm grimacing because it was such an opportunity. Possession-wise, I thought they were good, but they didn't have the cutting edge and they don't have Sam Kerr. Subscribe to the feed in the OTB Sports app now. OTB AM with Gillette Labs. Get the ultimate shave or your money back. Neon Night Edition, available now. All right, you're very welcome along. It's Wednesday morning and it is Republic of Ireland International Day. Evan Ferguson's going to start. We learned that yesterday in the press conference. Uh, gentlemen, are we excited? Absolutely. Start of a new era, Jer. It's going to I mean, bring us back to the big time, baby. Well, I mean, certainly it's the start of a... Obviously, tonight's not the start of the campaign. The campaign starts in earnest against France. You don't look excited at all, Johnny. Um, no, I am excited. I, I think uh, the whole friendly tonight has been illuminated with the fact that... A, Evan Ferguson is starting his first uh, Irish senior start. And B, I, I have so many question marks about the rest of the team, where they're at, some of the peripheral players, some of the players that definitely will start Monday, what sort of formation he's going to play. So also the fact that it's pretty much sold out and, um, you know, we'll be able to compare it to the atmosphere at the recent rugby games when France come on Monday. What's better, an Ireland f- rugby game or an Ireland football game? The France game is obviously the comparison as opposed to tonight, you know, where there's nothing at stake. Um, Nothing at stake, but a big crowd, as uh, Stephen Kenny was keen to point out again yesterday, which I think, in fairness, he's right. It is a friendly against Latvia on a Wednesday night, five days before you know the biggest game of the campaign, and there's going to be probably up on 40,000 at it. They which, did sell the ticket as a, the tickets, but like the tickets were perfectly reasonably priced. Like, yeah, and again, not doing a rugby comparison, but here's a rugby comparison. Like, the football tickets are actually fairly affordable, um, and much, you know, I, I think they didn't fleece the fans at all. I think the tickets were like maybe 110 for the two which isn't bad like you're getting France at home and tonight will actually be a good game we don't get that many games at home either if you got in early I think the tickets yeah. were probably very reasonably priced I, I am always a little bit uncomfortable with the packaging I fully understand mm. the economics behind it but there's a huge Irish football fan base in Donegal and Mayo and Galway and Kerry and you're saying if you want to go to that France game get yourself up to Dublin five days beforehand as well or just buy the ticket which I'd imagine probably a few people have done bought the ticket the tickets and just and not going to yeah. go tonight yeah, well, you'd hope that they're passing them on to somebody or they're selling them on go to Toutless or whatever and just flog it for like uh, the, the cash the price that you get yeah yeah. Um, like it is the second best slash best team in the world with the best player in the world coming to play the first competitive game of a, a new campaign um, I think Gavin Cummins get a fixture figure of 65 quid was the um, the earliest price and I, we've had people complaining to us um, writing into us about the, the cost of the tickets and yeah at the last minute the tickets are really expensive but the only tickets that are left are premium right? Yeah I think it's that the ad probably hasn't changed so the ad has been everywhere for the last three months for this bundle package whereas now when you click on it the only tickets left are very expensive but they're premium level tickets as far as I'm aware um, Yeah the other thing is that if you bought the season ticket, it's something like 450 quid for two adults and two kids for every home game. Mm. So that's the thing to do is to buy the season ticket a year in advance. And you've got a plan a year in advance. Like, and the FAI obviously are a fairly easy thing to kick because everybody's been kicking them basically the entire time that they've existed. Uh, but it looks like they're going to fill the stadium twice and it looks like they're turning a corner culturally and it looks like they've taken some baby steps along the way. 
All they need now is Evan Ferguson. Ferguson. <laughs> yeah. You're always going to sell out a home game against France and they've got the Netherlands in the group. It's it's actually the best season in a long time to get your season ticket. Um, and the fact that Evan They've Ferguson sold out now, obviously. Long yeah. Past the absolute perfect opportunity. And France, yes, they finished runners-up in the World Cup, but I think they're the most devastating team to play against. Argentina probably aren't going to beat you 5-0 if they're on a good night. You know, I think Ireland, you could set up against them and hold them. I think if France come all guns blazing and they're on it and Antoine Griezmann gets his birthday cake last night and he thinks actually all is forgiven. Thank you, Didier. To explain that, sorry, they, 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 it was a, a yeah, yeah. They, 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 they fixed, they fixed the IA situation? They, they did. So obviously uh, all the rumours coming out of the French squad swirling that Antoine Griezmann is thinking about retiring from international after football. After this break, yeah. He is so upset about the fact that Kylian Mbappe was made captain after Hugo Luis's retirement. But uh, they had a, their squad meal last night. Uh, everybody around one giant table, everybody in the squad, and uh, out was rolled as big a birthday cake as I've ever seen uh, for 32-year-old Antoine Griezmann. And he looked very happy and he made a little speech. He had his pink hair, all that. Okay. He was. He looked He looked happier with life. Matt Doherty says he's a good fella. Says uh, a few weeks after he arrived at Atletico, there was a barbecue in his gaff. He looked after everybody. I don't know what that means. <laughs> I don't know. Do they, cause here's, here's a Rolex <laughs> When do you, you go to somebody's barbecue Not at their gaff and you don't get looked after? <laughs> They're the worst barbecues. But what does it mean? Like, I mean, what, what, what he you, said, don't, don't bring anything, but he actually meant it? <laughs> Uh, well, I was thinking more. Here's a present for you, and a present okay. for you. You know, it's like, or is it, is it just there was an extra portion of wings? Doherty starting captain is quite interesting as well because I, I don't know where he's at to be honest. Sir. I mean, and he's one of those players where he hasn't played since he's made the move. Um, I think there are question marks. And Nathan and I were talking about this pre-show. I don't know who plays right wing back on uh, Monday. I don't know. Um, does he want to play Doherty left wing back because there are a lot of quandaries there? Toss. Um, you know, Callum O'Dowda seems to be coming into his um, affection now, and you know, even our centre back situation doesn't look straightforward. And apart from Josh Cullen, um, the midfield situation—I'm I'm not entirely sure what system he's going to play. How does he have Evan Ferguson starting, but who does he play beside him? Um, well, and look, there's two different things: it's let, what he does tonight, and there's yeah, what he does on Monday, night. and how much they're actually related. Let's speculate on that in just one minute. Here's what's coming up between now and uh, ten o'clock for you: uh, the power rankings, Tommy Rooney's patented. Gaelic football inherited, of course, from Owen Sheehan. Uh, Keen Tracy's going to give us his Six Nations team in the tournament at 25 minutes past eight. John Duggan's going to join us at 8.50. And McNulty's going to talk to us about his new book, uh, which has loads of really interesting rugby nuggets in it. Uh, and some good GEA stuff to commit to lead. And then Gavin Cooney from last night. The Indo have picked a team, and they've picked a 3-5-2 with Collins, Egan and O'Shea. We think Egan won't start, though, right? Uh just listening to Stephen Kenny in the press conference, he was asked about you know linking the two games together and the usual challenge he has of players who played lots of games and players who played no games and mentioned some of the players at the top half of the championship who they need to manage their load. So maybe he goes for the first 45 minutes with as close to France, but John Egan has played a huge amount of games, uh, doesn't really need to see him, knows what he's about. Daryl Shea be similar, but it's obviously quite a bit younger. Um, Egan had a very stressful game, you would imagine, at the week. I know it was... Uh, in the FA Cup but it was a huge game for Sheffield United so maybe he feels Egan this is one he could sit out um, bring Oma in yeah and big fan of, of Andrew Oma Uh so sorry he's got a back three of Collins Egan and O'Shea and then his five are obviously the wing backs are O'Dowd and Doherty we know Doherty's going to start because he's captain it's Knight Cullen and Malumbi are his three in midfield and then he's gone for Obafemi and Ferguson 
I think this is Aidan Fitzmaurice's team. I'd, I'd love to see Obafemi and Ferguson up front together. Um, I, I think it has massive potential, and tonight is seemingly the game to go with it. It might be... Um, it's hard to see those two starting against France because it's probably a bit too aggressive. Out of possession... I, I don't know how well that would work, um, but I think the three five two. I don't think that's probably far off the team tonight. I think the two wing backs will be Odell and Doherty, um, but I would love to see, like Ferguson is coming in after the weekend that he had, and I know you know you're playing against Grimsby, but just the uh, I, I I was kind of on when I saw the game was on TV. I was like on Ferguson watch, and I was like this is cool. You can just sit and watch Evan Ferguson playing and. And, and watched his movement when um, he's playing against the mass defence as Grimsby were and he was able to just find little pockets and got two amazing goals and with Obafemi like Obafemi's he's obviously a very good goal scorer and he's a lot of pace but he's a good player to link up as well with the likes of Ferguson and I would like to see that tonight but I'm far from sure what he'll start I don't know what do you think Nick? No I don't think Obafemi will start against France unless something happens tonight where he is absolutely outstanding like he has shown actually this season he's very good off the bench yeah. and if he can mm. keep it tight with 15 minutes to go throw him on uh, set pieces nick a goal scrappy in there do something uh, yeah I think like Bazunu probably starting goal tonight though there must be a temptation to give Kelleher some minutes just in case something was to happen Bazunu over the next four or five days give Bazunu the start bring Kelleher on at half time yeah exactly um, what's Bazunu's confidence like at the moment well, things have turned a little bit, a little bit uh, for Southampton. They've got a new manager. Did he not play really well against Man United? He did. It was brilliant against yeah. Manchester United. They've started to keep a few more clean sheets. It is hard to know because on the one hand, you look at it's been a nightmare season for Southampton. He's made quite a few mistakes. But he's by far and away the youngest goalkeeper playing in the Premier League. Mm. I imagine Elam Melia is probably the only one anyway within the same ballpark. Like, and he's playing every single week. So they've put that trust in him. Yeah. So, you know, coming into this occasion now, like, actually is fine for him it's not as if France is going to be a massive step up to the strikers he's facing every single week yeah he's played against Erling Haaland so, you know, he's, yeah he's, now he's conceded goals against all these strikers yeah. so there is uh, that concern he could play both he could give them a half each night it wouldn't be a bad yeah. thing at all like. no that's the perfect scenario like uh, I think uh, I think when you look at building towards Monday there are as Johnny said probably three maybe four places up for grabs the two wing back positions the spot alongside Ferguson and maybe one in midfield but I kind of think midfield like, I would be surprised right. if he didn't go with the back three well there's a very different team from uh, Collins Egan O'Shea very different team from John Fallon in the in the paper um, his back three today for this game right for the Lafayette game is O'Shea Collins and Omar Mamadeli which I think is, is potentially more likely given your point about Egan right and the, and the soundings in the press conference O'Dowd at left wing back which I think he's has he hinted at that as well? Because that seems to be fairly consistent. I, I, I managed to catch 70 minutes of a, a game recently where they were playing. I thought he looked good. Mm. You know, looked fully fit and physical and very aggressive. And um, it was against Blackburn. We, well, the, the left wing backs. We just we don't we terrible don't, game of football. We don't have any like we don't have any really solid alternative. Um, so you could make a case for Dardy left wing back. And Seamus Coleman, right wing back. Yeah. I'm not sure. I'm not really not sure that's going to happen though. Like it's it's not balanced to be playing um, Doherty left wing back, particularly when he's not even playing right wing back for his club at the moment. Well, Doherty played uh, on the left away at Portugal, and it worked really well. What goes against it is Coleman's last appearance on the right of what we say is a, a midfield, but it'll be far more defensive, obviously, against France, was the game against Armenia, where they were beaten. And I think everyone left that game going, Seamus Coleman will never play in that position again. But Coleman, I've, I've watched a lot of Everton over the last month, and I've commentated on a lot of Everton. He is playing 
as well as he has played in the last fight. He's certainly playing as well as he's ever played at club level since Stephen Kenny took charge. Mm-hmm. And the one thing that really stands out with Jamar Gomez, we know he's very strong defensively and he can do all the last ditch stuff. I've never seen him get into the opposition box as much. I know. As he has been under Sean Dyche. Like, we all have this opinion of Dyche. He's obviously playing three, you know, Sean Dyche, 4-4-2, doesn't let the wing-backs go forward, rock solid. Like, Coleman, he got the goal against Leeds, but he did a game against Forrest. He must have had more touches in the opposition penalty area than that than he's had in any Premier League game. He was constantly up there. So there's an energy. There is. It's a weird one against France because Mbappe is going to be on that left-hand side. So you want to be strong defensively, but actually that's also your one opportunity. So that's why I think maybe Ogbené will play play out there and try and expose the gaps that are left by... So Ogbené is playing as an auxiliary striker slash right wing slash right wing back defensively. Yeah. And and like that... Like my... my team right now would be. Can I finish this? Go on, team you finished his yeah, team for tonight. In the middle We're of the talking about two different John teams. Fallon's yeah. team, I think. This is Fallon's team, John. which I think is. Uh, so it's Brown, Hendrick, and Ogbene playing as, as three in midfield, and he's got Ferguson and Obafemi up front, which is a super attacking team, and I'd really like to see this. Hendrick, Benny, yeah. uh, Brown, Hendrick, and Ogbene. I do think Knight is going to play in the game. I think Malumbi's going to play in the game against France. So I don't know. Do you give everybody. Do you start with this and then you. Like. I think that's a rest Josh Cullen and he doesn't have a yeah. like for like replacement for Josh Cullen who was it was Brown Hendrick and Ogbené and he does so like maybe he plays Hendrick uh, slightly deeper in a role that he says he doesn't particularly like him in as a number 6 just to get him just for tonight and for game to those players on the pitch I think the the back three um Omobamadeli and O'Shea and Collins I think that that looks fairly likely to me in the sense of it makes complete sense you're given two lads who who probably do need a bit of game time um, a start and with the player beside them who's actually been playing week to week and I, I, I mean that was I love that back three going forward for Ireland I think it has so much going for it um, and what's interesting as well is what will we be like in possession tonight like we can be very slow to move the ball against teams that albeit like Kenny says Latvia don't aren't going to be uber defensive we do need to kind of pass the ball at pace and you can imagine as well just uh, speaking of the Lansdowne Road crowd you can imagine the noise when Evan Ferguson starts getting into positions or gets his first chance and yeah it is, is, is exciting like I, I was I was asked like what, my girlfriend goes what's this Evan Ferguson like and I was like well an hour later since, since Robbie Keane we haven't really had anything remotely approaching an exciting striker really so it's a long time here we've been clutching at straws and, and also I was saying Robbie Keane physically compared to this lad like there's no comparison I think as, as Robbie himself said it to uh, John Duggan he was like well he's, he's obviously you know similar to, well, a bit bigger than me bit it's kind of unfair how big he is uh, one other th- thing which we have not spoken about at any point since uh, John Duggan did that interview at Robbie Keane at Chatham uh, I'm going to back the real whacker because as everybody knows that was my nickname with the Ireland team I was like does everybody know that? Never heard that. Before. No, I'd never I heard that. When he said that. that, I was like the Wacker. I was like, "What, Robbie? Robbie Wacker Keen?" I did not. I'd never heard this. I have yet to verify with uh, Kev that uh, everybody just called him Wacker. Mm. I did not know that at all. That was breaking news. We buried the lead. It's a week later. It finally, finally dawned on me. Are there other secret names? It's a good piece, Kev. Saturday, I thought about like international breaks and basically rushing over on Saturday night to have the pints in Dublin. I missed it. Yeah, it was. It was good. Yeah, I I really grown into that. Pints in. Uh, Dublin don't happen quite as regularly for these young no, guys. No, no. 
Although he tried to imply at the end that there was kind of a nexus between him and the young lads going over now. Can't wait to get on that flight on the Saturday night, but I don't think it's the same rules apply anymore. I think they're very excited about it, but hopefully not for the points. Uh, and look, if they're having a few points, I've, I've definitely matured on the whole year. You can have a few points if you want. Well, apparently Evan Ferguson's problem uh, when he wants to, if he, if he, I, I don't know if he, uh, like most young players, probably doesn't even go for points. His biggest problem is that all his mates are still in school. Right. So mm. can't go out on a Sunday night when he rocks into Dublin. Yeah, I, I doubt he's a points man, to be honest. I think, I think the, the leaving cert and the uh, post junior cert kids are actually going out a bit more, Nathan, than they did in in our days. Oh, really? I think they are. Oh, I think that there's a, a more easy Aussie attitude towards this thing now. Laser Snake says, "What would constitute a success for Kenny this campaign?" Well, this is, I think, the most difficult question because before the draw was made, it was very simple: whether you were pro Kenny, anti Kenny, whatever your feelings were on it, that they had to qualify one way or another. But now, when you look at it. Like nobody's expecting them to finish above France and the Netherlands. I think they'll need a result. I think they'll need a moment at some stage during the campaign. I don't think they can afford to get battered on Monday night. I think, you know, he's still on the back foot with an awful lot of people um, with the way last year ended and the slip up at the end against Armenia. Um, But I think nights like tonight are also important because actually that's been the biggest disappointment are the home games where, as you said, you know, we've... Stephen Kenny is talking about you know domi- dominating possession against these sort of teams like Latvia coming playing good strong attacking football and too often in those games like that match against Armenia you're right like it was so slow at times it could have been anybody any Ireland manager watching that match against Armenia yeah. that they need to be front foot possession football take the game at home to Latvia get it forward quickly Devin Ferguson get a few goals and then be able to see it out well that's because why that's why it feels like he kind of has to pick so uh, we I can't even remember who was having this conversation with um about like why would you pick the same team for the France game as you would against the Latvia game you need a completely different style to beat uh, Latvia than you do France but if you're the manager and you want to hone things and you've like training is training but matches are matches and all of a sudden you've got an opportunity to put the full team at some stage for 15, 20, 25 minutes to put the full team out and go this is going to be the team lads right show me what you've got Uh I don't know. I I know they're contractually obliged, obviously, to have these friendlies, but like this is not a bad thing. Do you really want to go into that France game cold? With you know, they, they've been off for some time. Um, the, the narrative has also changed since we last saw this Irish team. With some of the players, like we were, I mean, probably going a little bit over the top about Collins after the Ukraine games. Like, and I certainly thought this was the performance of a player that's going to be one of our best defenders, if not one of our best players that we have. And he's had like a, a baptism of fire, obviously, in the Premier League, but. Like we should, one thing I would say Nate, is we should not be afraid of thinking we can finish above one of those teams in this group. Like France, say France beat Netherlands in both their games. The Netherlands have have serious question marks around their goalkeeper, from what I can tell. I didn't think they were amazing uh, in the World Cup. I thought they're, they're they're a good side. They're not an incredible ah, side. We have Evan Ferguson now. If Evan Ferguson starts taking off during this campaign, if if he does start taking off, we have a striker that we just haven't had. I know. If he starts taking off, we still have some really good defenders. So okay. if we could manage to two if, giant diffs are world super power needs to drop three levels and ours is you know kind of minnow needs a, a superstar we, we, we should have we should we should probably have beaten Portugal in Portugal really and that was without Evan Ferguson without, we had Connolly that night who was miles off form we should have beaten Portugal away we should well we, we should definitely the confidence be, comes from those the, Ireland's best performances under Stephen Kenny have been in the teams. better team we, yeah. we, should, we should be capable of beating the Netherlands in one of those games in my view if we can if we can keep a clean sheet we'll probably win the game let's not be like saying oh we can't finish in the top two because no, we're not going to lose it. 
Yeah, yeah, we're not. I do believe there's this maybe the better option potential. is that the Dutch beat the French on Friday night. Uh, they get a couple of injuries. They're in it's absolute off. disarray. Yeah. You know, mm. when you beat France and they struggle to get it back together. But you know, I think getting a result over in Greece is going to be crucial. Yeah. They need some momentum. That's been the biggest yeah. problem for Stephen Kenny. Every time there's been a bright new dawn and a res- you know away in Portugal, young players come in. He gives them their start, and then they come back to Dublin and it falls a bit flat. And they let in gold. Well, several of that lose a game they shouldn't lose. Several of that team didn't kick on, you know, and they have found themselves uh, out of form or out of the team at at club level. Well, Ida and Oma Bamadele, I don't think Ida have been even been in a squad for the last eighteen months because of injury. Never mind starting yeah. a game. So, like that, we again when you talk about getting carried away, like we staked so much on the two of them being mm. a part of that set, that team for. The and next they were so impressive. Uh, so quirky nineteen eighty says, "Let's go into full hype mode and make Ferguson captain." I mean, I, I can see how if if this campaign doesn't work out for Kenny, the next manager will come in and go, you're my captain, and away we go. Uh, his, 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 his mentality is incredible. I do remember Keith Long, one of the things, I think it was Keith Long who said it, and I, I, I stand corrected if it weren't, but he was like, if, if Evan Ferguson could effectively train all day, every day, or play football all day, every day, he absolutely would. And he's, he just seems to be bulletproof in that regard. And what I liked about him on so Sunday... So you're saying he's a, a combination of Haaland and Wayne Rooney on the ball. I don't and, like those kind of... I don't like uh, any comparisons. Cristiano Ronaldo off like, the field. Any Haaland comparisons to me are just absolutely bonkers, like in the sense of putting pressure on the player. But just on Sunday... Watching, he just he kept doing everything right. Kept he was so patient and the control for that goal. Like honestly, even against Grimsby, that's an amazing, amazing goal. He then has a goal disallowed that wasn't his fault, so he could have had a hat trick. Both finishes were great. It, it, yeah, oh, the, the second the, one as well. The touch to make the space. Yeah, the, second the second one, you're like he's just going to score this, and you do feel in front of goal. Ferguson will score if he gets a chance tonight. Well, I I I was probably like you, not at, well at the weekend against Grimsby, and that you just watch all the Brighton games now, and you're watching every single movement. But I was over at the game where he got injured against Liverpool and found myself doing the exact same thing. I couldn't tell you anything that happened in the game except for Evan Ferguson. But what I thought was really impressive was he found himself at times a little bit out of it. But he... Middle-aged man perving over a oh, teenage boy. <laughs> like, it was a... And I was, How would you put it that he'd give, way? He'd give the ball away and I'd be like, oh, well, this, yeah. this isn't a good sign. This is, just like, but this isn't a good sign. He, he can't, he can't be giving the ball away at this level and two seconds later he gets it back. Yeah. It'd come to a vastly more experienced player and they'd give it away. Like, these things happen. It yeah. just, but he dropped back constantly into midfield just to start getting himself involved, just to get a few touches. Mm. And that was the bit, actually, that when Liverpool were on top, he was still involved in the game that you kind of look at the France match and go, he's not just going to stay up there and do nothing and not get a touch of the ball. That if he needs to drop in to the midfield, play a bit deeper, hold on to the ball, He'll that he has that. Yeah. And I think we should get excited. Like, maybe he doesn't end up being Erling Haaland. But he's unquestionably the best it, it, talent we have had here's one in the generation. Who, who's so a better player? To, who's a better player outside the box to link up with other players at the moment, Ferguson or Haaland? Uh, uh, Haaland, you, I, you don't like the comparison, but then you're just asking. No, I, no, so he's actually like, better than Haaland. I don't like no, the comparison. It doesn't go far enough. Vegan. But I think, ha- I think Haaland's play not, is very, very Haaland's good. not asked to do that. I think there's been times this season when City have been at their best and he's on it that he has no problem dropping deep, holding off players, bringing people into it. Yeah. But that's clearly not what Some more comments. City wants to do. We should really move to a four for tonight. We're desperate at breaking teams down with the 3-5-2, says Brian. There was. I, 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 don't, I generally don't like three at the back and I think Ireland would be better suited. Now, they, they played three at the back, from in my view, because Kenny, I don't remember him ever playing this in the League of Ireland, never played play three at the back. They no, played three at the back I remember because... remember you saying this is not going to happen. I, like, I, couldn't, I honestly I couldn't see it. Obviously, then... We, we, we have a coach come, coming in who recommends it. Also, the fact that we just looked like it suited our players better at the moment. Whether it does now or not, I don't know. I mean, you could, well, you could arguably play four at the back right and have, say, Darrell O'Shea right back 
Um, for example, you could play so take away the wing back situation because I don't know what sort of form Doherty's in at the moment, and we don't have a natural left wing back that's proven at this level either. So, and I, I generally don't like maybe against it good does teams leave better. us light. James McLean not playing field. good football at left wing back. I think McLean is for, for a team that's bottom of the championship though. Yeah, like. But he's having a lot of like he's statistically he's definitely having a very good season, and with his experience against France, to start him. Quite possibly, like I wouldn't be surprised if it was Odada of any of the three, Doherty, Odada, or McLean. I wouldn't be surprised mm. to see any of them there. It does definitely leave us a little bit short in midfield. Like Malumbi is energetic, uh, a traditional oh, Irish good. midfielder, um, gets himself about, can be a little bit reckless, doesn't seem to have curbed that massively, uh, but he's not going to hold on to possession for you. Like it's all a Josh Cullen to hold on to the ball. Like everything seems to come down to him. Mm. So. Like, could, he play, play card, four, could he throw five, a wild card? Could he throw a wild card in? Let me throw the wild card in here. This is uh, Gavin Comiskey's probable team. So Bazzino and Gold, and then you got a back five uh, with Doherty and O'Dowd as the wingbacks, Obavadeli, Collins, and O'Shea as the trio at centre back for tonight for the Lafayette game. And then your midfield is Cullen, Smallbone, and Knight. That's a totally different midfield trio from anybody else. Pretty interesting to see what it's like. I know. I definitely see Smallbone playing tonight at some stage. I think he's gonna. Um, I think he's a really interesting player going forward. I thought he and Ferguson actually for the twenty ones, the little cameos that they had, they really looked like they had a bit of an understanding. Um, I think he'll definitely play it. I wouldn't be amazed if he started. Like that would be fairly wild card. But I think well, Malumbi's playing a lot of football as well, so he might think yeah. again, with his energy. I, I know he talked about and this and team recently. Tonight, enough. you know, somebody like Sm- Smallbone and his skill set I think they were a little bit um, they, they figured that it was going to take him a bit of time to acclimatise to life with the senior team and that's why we haven't seen him much of him so far if, um, if, if, if you did play say if you played a 5-4-1 slash um, yes yeah, say if you want to call it a 5-4-1 but Doherty and Odauda are the two wing backs that does give you some sort of freedom to have four sort of central midfielders one or two players off um, Ferguson where we don't have natural wingers but we have two players that are quite good on, on, on each wing without is effectively a winger and then you will have an overload in midfield at times that'll be interesting that we actually do have numbers in midfield I find with sort of the three-five-two that we're overrun in midfield a lot it's, it's when we lose the ball and I found this a lot during Kenny's reign we lose the ball against good teams we're so open straight away and I think if you play sort of a 5-4-1 which is maintaining the three at the back that would offset that to a degree that's why tonight is fascinating. It's it, like, and I, 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 can you? And this is the mad thing, Nathan. Compare this to like the almost lethargy you had going to Ireland games back in the day, where like you had to get yourself up and go along to these crappy friendlies. Tonight, I'm really excited by this game. My brother's coming up from Galway. Like, I bought tickets for the two games. He's like, I want to go to both games. Um, another guy uh, I asked him in the games like I really want to see Evan Ferguson make his debut. And there's a really good atmosphere at these games. There really is. Yeah, like I always feel when we sit here at the day of the first match that. You can predict, like, this day next week, Jer, you'll be having a full Crisis. breakdown. On, <laughs> you'll have the head of St. Kevin's Boys in wondering, we're not developing players the way we once did. <laughs> we- and that entire conversation will be happening. But there has been such a revisionism of how things were before. And I remember at the Armenia game, watching back the last time Ireland played Armenia in 2011 under Trap, like, Ireland had a qua- far greater quality of player. I think it was about 25,000 at it. There was mm. no atmosphere. Ireland scraped a 2-1 victory. There's this sense that before everything... Like, there is a definite... It will be. It will be when Kenny eventually goes. Be interesting to see if that interest level is maintained. I don't. I don't think people have forgotten how bad the friendly. A lot of people have football with Trap and O'Neill. I think a lot of people stop going, and the the uh, attendance figures. Like we qualified for those tournaments, and we did well 
with O'Neill at that tournament and that was a great moment for the team but we it turns out we weren't building something sustainable at senior international level at that point and it does feel like the players coming through are of a significantly higher standard and there are more of them coming through and they're more equipped to, to play modern football at the moment which clearly is an indication of the last five, six, seven, eight, nine years of development work have been good, if not great, right? I'm not saying that there aren't problems. There clearly are, and we, we talk about them with Vinny regularly here. You know, he makes the point that if, if he had a kid who was going to make it, he'd move to England at this stage. Like, um, and that, that can't be a long-term solution for us. Uh, so, I, like, But I, I don't think people have forgotten how bad the football was. I, I don't think people have forgotten that we were sending up the centre-backs to try and equalise for us in the last few minutes. And sure, that happened a bit under Kenny at it the has. start. It has, yeah. yeah but, but, and Duffy. Yeah, but, but we, to be I, fair... I, I, I think the jury's still out on a lot of that. That Listen, it was the style of football under Trapattoni and maybe at times under O'Neill. But yes, there's good quality young players coming through. But like, is Jason Malumbi a better player than Glenn Whelan? I'm not quite sure he is. Is he a better player than Keith Andrews? I don't know. Like a lot of these guys are still at championship level. We're hoping that they I'm, can I'm, make. Sorry, the step I'm actually up. talking about the the younger players. Even still, like for the first time in a long time, we feel like there's a trend. Sure, of look at the 17s, the 19s, the 21s. Like look at the difference of the 21s since Kenny took over and the lads who have come in since. The 21s was almost like a means to get lads capped and get them into the system, and it was a joke before Kenny came in. It really was. Uh, I remember commentating on a game down Watford where I think um, the great Declan Rice was. Uh, playing in the middle of midfield and it was basically a load of English lads that they were trying to keep involved and keep interested and you look like say like the under 15 team what did they win 6-0 last mm-hmm. night like against Latvia if you look all the way up now and whatever happens with Stephen Kenny in this reign and I think we're far too like um, hung up about Stephen Kenny the the progress that the underage teams are main, uh, making and the style of football I, I, I don't think um, Irish football fans and their sort of you know the, the, their knowledge of the game their appreciation of football should be underestimated people were really pissed off in general with the way we were playing and I, I totally lost interest compared to my interest in the old team because I hated watching Ireland play and I was embarrassed to be associated if you, if you were an Irish football fan Irish football is now pigeonholed across the world and across Europe as a horrible style of football and we're slowly moving away from that Quick comments I think most Premier League teams are happy to have Coleman have the ball they know there's a slim chance of anything coming from it that they use the space he leaves for the counter says Quirky 1980 I don't think think watching him the last while it's been teams letting him have the ball I think it's his availability in the final third for his teammates that he's he's bringing that Killian Murphy says Oma Bamadeli right wing back for France Doherty on the left Egan Collins and O'Shea in the centre could Andrew I, 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 I wouldn't he's, he's plenty quick enough to do it um, but again has he ever played there I don't know I mean are one of those centre backs uh, an actual midfielder in waiting the new Paul McGrath who steps forward like could Nathan Collins be a, a centre midfielder for us I thought Darrow Shea could absolutely play centre midfield and I, I don't think you shouldn't um, say oh this lad is centre back for, for sure so a lot of these players would be more than capable of playing and they're also coached to be able to pass the ball Yeah. OTB AM with Gillette Labs get the ultimate shave or your money back Neon Night Edition available now